0: Shut
1: up and sit, and sit down. down. Welcome to another episode of the Super Movie Studies Podcast, a community of superhero movie fans, teachers, and students. People looking to discover more about superheroes and the world because both are awesome. I'm your comic-cultured host, Michael Maurer, joined by the movie maestro, James Gallagher the Scientific Scholar, Ben Anderson, and the man with a title in his name,
2: Twitter Tom.
0: SMSP is your premier movie discussion podcast. Every week, we continue our journey exploring our favorite subject, superhero movies. Every fan sees the movies differently, so we gather some amateur experts to discuss certain aspects of the movie.
3: Whether it's money, comic books, music, science, or questions, SMSP talks about it all in this week's episode... April 6, 2016, mailbag, and yeah, there will be spoilers. <laughs> Way wow. to pinch that out, Skylar.
1: Uh, <laughs> April 2016. it's a mailbag episode, guys. We haven't done one in a while. No, it's all good. You guys don't need to have your 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 mics muted, with the exception of Tom, unfortunately, because you have feedback coming from yours. Damn um. Because it's just going to be a casual workaround. Yep. That being said, let's get some quick announcement out of the way. We want to give a shout-out. Uh, let's, get, let's get our legally binding shout-out out of the way to bensound.com for providing us with our theme for free and that you don't sue us because we're giving you full recognition for your theme. All right, thank you. Uh, we have to do that every once in a while. And also a special thanks... To Connor, don't know if I'm allowed to say your last name, so we'll stick with first names. Connor, who, did, who, 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 who stepped up to the challenge of transcribing our drinking game rules all the way from Spider-Man 3 to Fantastic Four 2005. We didn't even officially have a Spider-Man 3 rule, but he did them anyway. He did them anyway. He added two, two new rules. <laughs> Try to take a shot for every time someone cries and then take five shots when Toby Maguire is ugly crying. If you remember on our Leap Day Sabbath episode where we weren't fully prepped for anything, we announced all these extra fun things you could do and give yourself a chance to you know, get on the show and, and feel like you're, you're really a part of the podcast. It's not that hard to, 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 to step in and you know become a part of this fun little project we're doing. Um, he did. He, he transcribed 12 episodes for us. So a big, <laughs> woo! <laughs> a cascading An eight 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 eight. clap. Yes. Uh, he has requested to appear on the Flash season one episode. So we have a spot reserved for you, buddy. Uh, that's uh, according to the current schedule I have right now. We are. Recording that in the future and planning to air it <laughs> on June. That's
0: after the future.
1: <laughs> <laughs> also in the future. Yes. Um, but all right. And so let's get to the meat of the show, the mailbag. Twitter Tom is going to be our moderator today. He's going to be delivering us some questions we've received from fans via personally or Twitter. So, without further ado, take it away, Mr. Tomold.
2: All right. One, this first question—who's been on the show before—and um, he asks Ben, "Who is your favorite physicist and why?"
0: See, this is this is a good question um, because uh, when I, I took I would major in physics in college, and it kind of turned me into a borderline alcoholic. So I don't. Have a favorite physicist? Because I think they're all awful, awful people. Um, so I will go with uh, Carl Friedrich Gauss because he was more of a mathematician. He had a lot of really important students, including Sophie Germain. Um, he was huge in number theory and algebra, which are like my two my two loves. So I, I would go with Gauss or Faraday because there was last time I was at trivia at the pub. Um, he was the answer to the one of the questions. I felt really good for uh,
1: knowing his name. <laughs> Favoritism by association. Um, mm-hmm. I like how Grant asks you a, a physicist question when you're a mathematician.
0: Ask me my favorite mathematician, and it probably is still Gauss, but I okay. also might say Sophie Germain, which was one of her students. Or she was one of his students. Uh, or British mathematician Andrew Wiles.
1: Is it true that all physicists are raging alcoholics?
0: No. Um, some of us are borderline.
1: Oh, okay. So. Functioning,
2: big got difference here. there.
0: Big right. Difference.
1: <laughs>
0: All right.
2: The next question I got is from Alex Derrimer. I'm not sure if that's right.
1: I should I should write these phonetically Derimer. for you. Dreamer, like your.
2: Dream on, dream oh, weaver. Oh. Yeah, that's really good. Can you keep singing? No.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Michael, did you ever cheat on me when we were together?
1: Dreamer dreamer. Why you gotta air out our dirty laundry in front of the public? Come on. Let's just keep that under the covers. Um uh, the answer, okay, the answer is yes. Yes. It was. Michael. Uh, I well, I just want to be open with him. You know, the relationship is going nowhere. This is a man that doesn't like superheroes. So I mean, his favorite movie is Catwoman. I just oh. It's a deal breaker, you know. That's no so excuse. Yeah, you just you move on after that point, and you, you, so the thing. So if this
2: was the Bachelor, he would not get
1: a rose. Absolutely, I mean that's the thing. the, the, the flesh wanted it, but I mean the mind was saying no the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Although, we're
0: done with. To be answer. fair, on the Bachelor, like the Bachelor sleeps with like everybody. <laughs> so maybe not the best analogy or maybe it's maybe it it's is actually, actually the
1: perfect analogy um, you obviously were not listening to what we were talking about because I'm a man slut anyway um, enough of that one man act play uh, a, probably more to a, another relevant question
2: alright this one comes from Ben from Wisconsin he asks is Jessica Jones a compelling enough character to sustain a second season without the purple man
1: who wants to front this one?
0: Uh, I will. Who is Purple Man?
1: <laughs> That's right. Ben hasn't seen it. <laughs> uh, purple Man is uh, the main villain of Jessica Jones, uh, 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 David Tennant's character. Oh, Kilgrave. Yes, Kilgrave is his name in the show. They never call him directly the Purple Man.
0: Yeah, because that would be silly.
1: Well, he just always wears purple.
0: I actually hadn't noticed that. mmm. That
1: was more of like a dark blue. Oh well, yeah, you're colorblind. Sure. I'm actually not
0: colorblind.
1: All right, let's uh, let's answer the question. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Skylar has his hand raised and really wanting to get at this, put his teeth in this one. Right. What else am I doing? Otherwise, Jessica Jones is
3: a compelling enough character to front her own show, as we've seen just from the uh, performance of Kristen Ritter and the writing of the character. Problem is, Kilgrave is such a much more interesting character. You have a great character and then you have a character who steals every scene. So, yes, Jessica Jones is enough to do her own second season, but there's going to be a definite void left by a certain Purple Man. People
0: are going to be comparing seasons based on David Tennant's
1: performance.
0: They're going to be comparing Kilgrave against whoever the new villain is.
1: Yeah, isn't that always how it goes? Which
0: will probably be unfair unless they really knock it out of the park with who the villain is.
1: Okay, a little spoilers here,
3: but have any of you seen any of Daredevil Season 2 yet?
1: The first episode?
3: Okay, well, if
0: you've,
3: you know. Daredevil Season 2 doesn't quite have like the big Fisk villain to it. And it shows, really. It there's there is a void left in that show. And really the problem if Jessica Jones was going to do a season two as well, probably what they would have to do is a more character anti hero approach that Daredevil Season 2 does instead
1: of the big bad. You know, but like you think in the comic book world. <sighs> Who might that be? Because she obviously had a big affiliation with Purple Man throughout the Alias series. Uh, what is the next target? I mean, so far they've been doing this season-long serial, serialized, like, like with with Daredevil, it was still a little episodic at the beginning. He was fighting the Russians, he was fighting the Chinese, mof, all the mobs, not the actual like ethnicities, uh, but... <laughs> um, and 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 then that all led up to the big kingpin. Whereas throughout Jessica Jones, it was just Purple Man. Um, there was like no one else who whom she 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 fought against. And so I think we might see more detective work. Perhaps we'll see some sort of Veronica Mars of just like we see an ultimate villain at the beginning, who gets hinted at, hinted at, but basically everything happens in like three four episode arcs of just her solving different cases, and you could really grasp that in a different compelling way. Um, and I love that. Yeah, I know. The second season's are coming Maybe it'll involve more Nuke, because he was the only like villain that went AWOL. Yeah, I don't
3: see why they would even introduce that plot line in the first season, because it's just so out there if they weren't going to follow it up with a season two, but no, I really do like the idea of possibly three to four episode arcs. I think that could work really well in the uh, uh, grand scheme of the show, and also hinting more at, I forget the name of the company, but there were some hints near the end of the season about the company that ultimately was overseeing Nuke and had some kind of role in Jessica Jones' accident, so that oh, would be definitely run to be like
0: they're going to be what all these like little arcs are. If, if it's leading up to anything, it's going to be this corporation that can secretly controls all the uh, all the events of season one.
1: Yeah, all these that creates all these superheroes pretty much. And
3: why yeah. wouldn't it? Wouldn't it be a twist if the same company that was carrying the chemicals that created Jessica Jones was on that truck in the opening of Daredevil season one that gave him his abilities? See, yeah, it and all ties together
1: mm-hmm, um, and well, and I must say before we lose this topic completely um spoilers on Jessica Jones season one, by the way, uh Kilgrave dies so that the that it sort of defines that we're not going to see him again, whereas at the end of Daredevil, Kingpin just goes to jail, he's not gone forever, and I was expecting Kilgrave not to die because uh, Marvel likes to keep as you know, I thought they were gonna start doing this habit of keeping around their really good villains. And I was expecting her to just like reach into his mouth and rip out his tongue. Uh, this was what I was fully imagining what was going to happen in that final scene so that he could never tell anyone what to do ever again. but he still had to live and like be like everybody would still go he couldn't he still wasn't going to jail. They weren't going to be able to prosecute him. Probably I don't think all that recordings got destroyed, but he still had to like be a person, but now he's mute. he has to live like a normal human being. I will say
3: one of the most exciting developments of the Marvel Netflix universe is that going forward, there may be some elements of characters who you know could die or have died or whatnot. Not entirely being gone. I won't say anything more than that. But uh,
1: whatever. Doors I'm sick.
3: doors are being opened.
1: I'm sick of Lazarus pits. You know, kill them, leave them alone. At least for like a good four years. Everything reboots within two nowadays, and it's just it's just like uh, there's no consequences to anything. Oh, <sighs> that's true.
2: Um. Also on Jessica Jones, I'd like to uh, say something. Eight- eight- they. I don't know if Luke Cage is going to be in the second season or not, but if he is, they can dwell on that, and they can also d- dwell on um, uh, Hellcat, Rachel Taylor's character too. I think um, because those they kind of you got to hint of Hellcat at the end. Um,
1: yeah, but so where's that that's my on it, anyways. I know. Like, well,
2: I mean, she, she was a superhero in the comics
1: yeah she's she yeah, but she didn't have any superpowers, and so like what's and like she just became a superheroine because it was her fantasy, um one of those types, so there's no like like dramatic drive to get her to that point, so they're pretty much going to do whatever the hell they want to get her to a point of vigilantism, if ever. I
3: personally felt like that was going to be a lead in to more of the defenders than anything, Jessica Jones, season two. Yeah, probably.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. All right, we ready, ready for the next question? Yeah. Hit it. What, um, what do you guys think about doing what you do with superhero movies but with video games? Uh, stream comic book games from new to old on Twitch or YouTube or something? Um, how about Ben? You go first on this one.
0: This is um, something that I would love to do. If I had spare time to stream things on Twitch... <laughs>
1: That's very fair. Uh, now, we've talked about. We've had a video games episode once. Mm-hmm.
0: Are or, Arkham or, Asylum?
1: Yeah, Arkham, Arkham Asylum, Night. Arkham City, and Arkham Knight. We covered all three of those games. Oh, and Arkham Origins. So, all four of those games in one episode. Um, because they're really more movies than video games, if you think about it. <laughs> well,
0: they, they have a yeah, story, for God's sake. Yeah. <laughs> Air quotes, cinematic.
1: Yeah. Um, Again, it all comes down to time because we're all very busy people. We already have one media project um, and to put on, to take on another would be something to look forward to in the future once this process is a lot more streamlined because right now I'm devoting a lot of my time to website transition and making sure we don't lose any fans with this process because it might involve people like having to hit the resubscribe button, maybe. I don't know exactly how this works. And that, I don't want to happen because a lot of people won't do it. <laughs> it's amazing the simplest things. Um, that'll make people just go, well, I guess I'm just not listening to that podcast anymore uh, because it just <laughs> went somewhere else. Because <clears throat> that's just—it's just what happens. But I would love to buy up um, all like we could from 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 new to to old, just going down the story modes of Batman, mm-hmm. uh, the Captain America Super Soldier game, Hulk Ultimate Destruction for the GameCube, Hulk Ultimate Destruction for—it was on Xbox, it was on PS2, um, just Different whittling games, through. 64. Did you just say Superman 64? Superman yeah. 64.
0: Yeah, I was just about to say that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Batman and Robin for the SNES. Like, there's, we could play all from, from the newest to oldest. Yeah. We could do them.
1: I tried Iron Man way back when, and oh, like halfway through that game gets so hard. Like at first it's fun because you're flying around like Iron Man, and you can switch your like armor systems to focus more on punching, kind of like Crisis. Focus more on lasers. Focus more on flying armor. But then like eventually at some point, like everybody starts killing you way better than they ever have before, and you're like, dear God, when did this happen? Yeah. One thing to keep in mind with these
3: superhero games is that, yeah, obviously it's going to be a big-time commitment to go through all those, but keep in mind, with the exception of maybe, you know, the Arkham games or Marvel Ultimate Alliance or something here and there, a lot of them are really terrible. Superman 64, for example,
0: so we'd be devoting extra time to that. A lot of just, like, movie tie-in games... That were made because the movie was going to be popular, and so they didn't actually put a whole lot into the game itself. There was a...
2: like X Men Origins Wolverine.
0: It's <laughs> yeah, oh. a good game. Oh, but, good but, game. but 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 X Men um, X Men Legends Two: Rise of Apocalypse. That's also a good <clears> game. <throat> um,
1: you know what I think? I think judging off this question for our two-year anniversary. Um. We should try and just like schedule out a day and see if we can set up some sort of stream and all burn through like Marvel Ultimate Alliance in mm-hmm. like one night and see where that gets us,
0: yeah,
1: just like uh dibs on Captain America or came out of it
2: so as the <laughs> night goes on, we get terrible more terrible and terrible. <laughs>
1: i've seen I've seen it beaten a day. I know it can get beaten in a day, but it 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 takes some some willpower,
2: yeah okay. next question comes from uh Andy Simon. If you were in charge of making Batman versus Superman, what would you do differently than what Snyder and Warner Bros have been doing uh uh skyler you you do this one
3: all right, so this question is based on um At the time of this recording, just promotional materials and trailers, what have you. So you can't really have a good understanding of it. I would personally replace the whole cast with pigs and do a pig version, but that's just me. Um, Otherwise, I can't really... Back up. What? (laughs) Why? (laughs) (laughs) Because why not? It's 2016. You can have a pig Batman versus Superman. It's okay. I guess. No, (laughs) no,
1: it's not okay.
3: (laughs) It is okay. (laughs) Anyway, I can't really say what to do with the movie until having seen it, because I don't want to fall into the trap of fans who has an opinion about everything before they actually see the film. Like, apparently this movie does.
1: Well, I think we should reword this question a little bit, um, because you're right, we haven't seen this movie yet, so what, what do we know that we've we could possibly do differently um it, it's like hey have you seen the mona lisa no i never have well would you like what do you think's wrong with it would, would you would you would you make her smile different wait what i don't even know what you're talking about she has a you know, weird
0: smile i've never actually seen it myself but but i I've, I've heard that um michelangelo is going to put like a weird smile on her i don't know what you guys think of
1: a weird smile uh, but but let's reword this to how do you think you would have marketed it differently because that seems to be a little up in the air and get people a little riled up and I think could be a, a topic for the future as well of just like you see all this marketing promotional material for trailers and their movie posters. And the first announcement came at Comic-Con two years ago, uh, San Diego Comic-Con – Henry Lennox, I believe, uh, the guy who plays the sergeant commander in Man of Steel, read a line, that famous line from uh, The Dark Knight Returns of, in all your private moments, I want you to remember this, the man who had his hand around your throat. And like the crowd went wild because they knew what they were announcing then because then the big symbol came up on the screen. But since then, we've gotten these trailers, Right. And do you think trailers are revealing too much? Um,
0: I don't know.
3: (laughs) The only instance I would say that is where, not the last trailer, but the one before that went so far as to pretty much spell out the whole arc of the movie. And while on one end that kind of told people, hey, this is what you expect. On the other hand, it's like, hey, this is everything you can expect. So... Maybe a little more air of mystery to it.
1: Yeah, because everyone had already predicted how the movie was going to go of Batman is pissed off at Superman because Superman's a god. They fight. Then some sort of bigger enemy comes along, probably Lex Luthor, with some sort of bigger antagonist. And they have to team up and defeat that and protect the city. And then in the trailer, we got exactly that. The wild card was, how does Wonder Woman and Aquaman fit into all of this?
0: Can you that the Justice League movie is coming out?
1: Well, I, yeah, because out they're... The Ant-Man? Yeah, yeah, oh God. They're cast the into the film. Um, and so we saw a little taste of Wonder Woman. We still don't know exactly why she's there. Um, but we haven't seen Aquaman yet. We haven't seen Jason Momoa. Jason
0: Aldean.
1: Nope. Oh. <laughs> S- Samosa. <laughs> Samosa.
0: Jason Derulo. <laughs> yeah.
3: Jason Voorhees.
1: Yeah. Oh, here we go. We're playing the Jason game. Uh, what do you think, Tom? Jason
0: Statham. Uh-
2: um. Well, the Flash is going to be in it too. Um. I I did like Man of Steel. I don't like how they're marketing. If you watch all the interviews, they say it's going to be very dark. We're going for dark. We're not going to be as comedic as Marvel. Um. Yeah, I agree that the 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 trailer before the last one showed too much. Um. I, I you know, I don't. It's hard to say without seeing the movie. I mean, I've read some early reviews where they said, you know, there's much more than the doom. Stay character that we haven't seen yet, but I don't want to say anything, you know, too severe either because that movie could come out and blow us all away too. So, um, so yeah, we'll see, we'll see how, how, how they did marketing after the movie comes out, I guess.
1: Yeah. And it kind of works too. Like we, you said you wanted an air of mystery, but think of this also when Deadpool came out, there was no real air of mystery to that film. We knew exactly what was going to happen from beginning point to end point. We just wanted all the entertaining, juicy bits in between. And I think Hollywood's just trying to capitalize on the fact that that's just what superhero movies are becoming.
2: Yeah, mind you, this is a this is a two-and-a-half-hour movie, and we've oh. seen maybe, what, seven minutes of trailers? True. Eight minutes? I mean, there's a lot to fill in. A lot can go wrong, but a lot could go good, too. Sorry, Ben, to cut you off.
0: Well, I was just going to say, like... If Deadpool is spoiled by its trailers and its marketing, like, in terms of the story, I don't think that really matters, because it's not really about the story, because the story, like, I think was kind of really basic, and, you know, it was pretty straightforward. Um, it wasn't really about the story, it was about Deadpool, the character, and his hijinks. So, yeah.
2: Eloquently to the fourth wall.
0: <laughs> right.
2: Isn't
1: that right, listeners?
3: By that same token, I think the um, the thing that's going to sell the movie is its tone or just the fact that we're going into the theater to see two huge characters duke it out to some, I'm sure, ear-shattering music and <laughs> splendid visuals. So Fantastic.
2: Mm-hmm. That's a great question. Uh, the next one, what do you think the biggest comic book movie of 2016 will be ranked the top three and we'll reflect later. And this comes from Ben from Wisconsin. And Mike, why don't you answer
1: this one first? Uh, all right, Ben from Wisconsin, sneak it in two questions. Um, biggest movie of 2016, right? So I'm guessing superhero movie. I'm guessing what you, what our predictions are on um, most profitable And let's just run down the quick list of 2016 releases. We've already seen Deadpool, Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice on its way, Captain America Civil War, X-Men Apocalypse, Suicide Squad, and don't forget, Doctor Strange is also due to come out. So out of those six, what do we think we're looking at here will be in the top? Well, normally, on any given day, I would have said... Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice. But the recent track record of, believe it or not, X-Men has me going in that direction. Saying, because of how successful X-Men Days of Future Past was, I want to say it's a launching point to a lot of people getting their kids to go see X-Men Apocalypse. I am genuinely surprised you said that. I... How much you think it'll make? I, I forget, you know, we've been doing numbers all freaking this whole time, and they just tend to go in one ear out the other because I'm just thinking, I can't remember how much Days of Future Past did, but I'm willing to bet it's going to make more money than Days of Future Past, all right? I think the momentum is there. I think the cast is is targeted at a right age group to get kids and parents to go. I think all of the – I like to call us the three percenters, the hardcore comic book fans that will go to a comic book movie no matter what the content, Fantastic Four 2015, and spend our money no matter how badly or poorly it's reviewed because we just want to be a part of it are all guaranteed to go. Yeah, so – and you're surprised by this? Now you have to describe why you're surprised, Skylar. You don't just get to say shit and not back it up. (laughs) All
3: right. Well, the reason I say that is because I, my pick for probably the top comic book movie of 2015 was a little more obvious and that it was Captain America Civil War in that you talk about momentum for the X-Men movies. I think Marvel is hitting their stride right now with the Captain America movies in particular. Hype for this one is strong. Uh, Obviously, not to mention they have a little trump card that they pulled out in their last marketing material called Spider-Man.
1: Yeah, I see that point. But at the same time, I think Marvel took a very small hit after Avengers Age of Ultron. And this isn't bouncing off Ant-Man. I don't even say this is bouncing off Captain America Winter Soldier. This is definitely bouncing off Age of Ultron of just like, oh, this is another Avengers movie. That's what I'm going to go, that's what I'm signing up for. And I wasn't the biggest fan of the last Avengers movie, so I'm not going to go see this one or I'm not going to make as more conscious of an effort to spend my money on it.
3: That's true. They do have to get over the conception that was pretty much tacked onto this movie from the beginning that it's just Avengers 2.5, which I think it will do due to the fact that it's directed by the Russo brothers and everything we've seen so far of it indicates that, it, yeah, it's actually a Captain American movie in tone and story instead of just another mishmash of Marvel superheroes. But
1: Before we say more, Ben, Tom, I want to hear what you think. Um, let me think. We've been uh, talking this whole time. How have you well, we not taken this moment to think? <laughs> I've Because
0: I've been listening to you guys. Um, <laughs> Let me think. Okay, so as less of a comic book person than the rest of you guys, um, I'm probably more in touch with the common man's cinematic tastes and preferences, so I'm going to go with also X-Men Apocalypse for comic book movie of the year Um, just because I've had Marvel fatigue with Age of Ultron, with Ant-Man. Like I'm not interested in seeing another Marvel movie, even if it's going to be good, even if I like the Winter Soldier. Uh, and I just can't get excited about the marketing, because I'm like, yeah, but Age of Ultron looked cool. Ant-Man looked like, oh, man, this is going to be cool. Um, but X-Men Days of Future Past was real good. X-Men First Class was pretty good. The Wolverine was fine. X-Men Apocalypse being the only film, really, book ex- film that I'm legitimately excited about for the next year.
1: Um, probably that Twitter,
0: Tom.
2: Um, I'm most excited for uh civil war. Uh, I was, I was more excited for Batman versus Superman until the last two trailers for civil war came out. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, those were just great. And like what Skylar said, it's the Russo brothers and they made winter soldier, which is one of the best, you know, one of the top five comic book movies of all time, in my opinion. Um, and they're coining they coined Winter Soldier as a um, political thriller, and they're coining this one as a psychological thriller, which makes me even more excited. Um, yeah, it's got the you know the bad hype of being Avengers 2.5, um, but if you think when Age of Ultron came out, they showed you you couldn't turn on the TV without seeing a trailer for Avengers Age of Ultron, and you pretty much could put the whole movie together from. All those trailers, and I think and I hope they're learning from their mistakes with that movie. So, and you know, the good thing about Civil War is we have eight years of history uh, leading up to this point. So the people who are invested want to see how this is going to turn out and want to go see the theater and see how this is gonna, how it's all gonna play and what it's gonna set up for future of the Marvel movies. Um, So yeah, so it was Batman vs Superman until these two uh, Civil War trailers came out.
1: All right, now, now just thinking your guess of are th- these were guesses for what do you think would be the most profitable? Um, now, but I I have to say we haven't even mentioned like Doctor Strange or Suicide Squad even in the running, but I am very very interested in the prospects of Suicide Squad. I think that's going to be just like the biggest toss up of what the hell kind of film is that even going to be? I just wanted to address that point real quickly.
0: And I, I think that open question of what the hell is this is what is why it's not, I'm predicting it's not going to do very well. Because no one knows what the hell it is. People, moviegoers, the ever-new moviegoers want stuff that's familiar. That's why they're going to see Batman Superman, X-Men, Captain America. Because they know those characters already. Suicide so, so Squad is like, the
1: hell?
0: Doctor Strange is like,
1: who the hell? Yeah, but I mean, look at Deadpool. Um, the, the common moviegoer is not familiar with Deadpool, but it was kind of a runaway hit in its parameters.
3: Yeah. I think Suicide Squad is going to either crash and burn and be the deciding factor in whether DC can do these really filmmaker-led movies, whereas Marvel kind of reigns their directors and writers into the same kind of cabal. Suicide Squad is really out there in that. It's letting David Ayer be really strange. And it's either going to work well, or it's going to find out that, oh, this doesn't mesh well.
2: Uh, what I was going to say is, you got to keep in mind, Suicide Squad's not coming out until August. So, we, I mean, it's kind of shocking. we have already seen a couple trailers for it. But I, I agree with Skyler. I think it's either going to crash and burn or it's going to do really good. Um, I think it's going to depend on uh, Leto as a Joker, if he kills it or not, because word of mouth is going to travel real quick about that, as well as, um, well, I mean, pretty much everybody. Margot Robbie is Harley Quinn. Will Smith is Deadshot. But um, what I hope they do is kind of, uh, you know, not to rip off Marvel, but kind of do what James Gunn, did with Guardians of the Galaxy where it's still you know it's a Marvel movie but it's in its own little world like a little sidebar and I know you know Batman's in that movie they've confirmed that but I hope they keep it as well contained as its own movie as they can and I think if they do that and it's got a good story and the actors nail it I think it'll be a hit but you know if if they don't it it could crash and burn and really really shake up the what DC's trying to go for
1: it's just an interesting project Because everybody, you know, it's easy to say, it'll either do really well or really do really poor. Now, sue me for saying, I think it's going to hit that middle line right on the sweet spot. It might might just hit that middle line. Just boom, just like bang, got your money back and a little extra spare change. Enough to say, hey, guys, let's make another. Simple as that. It's going to hit that Ant-Man money. That's what it's going to do. It's
0: going to hit that Fantastic Four 2005 money.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly it. It's just going to right
3: there, right on that spot. As long as it doesn't hit that Fantastic Four 2015 money.
1: Well, you know, let's just hope that... Same weekend. Or the Fantastic
2: Four 1994 money.
1: We're so close to being a year away from Fantastic Four 2015? Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) We're
3: a year past the incident.
1: Oh man, somebody put up a memorial. Just
3: a side note about Suicide Squad eventually, that... For some reason, that movie and Batman versus Superman get the dumbest, nitpicky aesthetic comp, um, complaints. Especially, I heard someone the other day complaining about how Killer Croc looked and drawing some conclusion
1: about how the movie's going to be from that. It's like, just stop. <laughs> Everybody's got so much, so much stock in Superman and Batman characters.
2: Well, do you all remember when Batman or Ben Affleck was announced as? uh Batman the internet about broke and now look <laughs> at them they're saying he's the best Batman that's been on screen so
1: we'll i that think goes. that was that's like that's like uh 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 it's just it's just the 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 this i don't know how to explain this because everybody just wants to get into a tizzy because all they knew about Ben Affleck and superheroes was his connection to Daredevil and that was 10 years ago guys He's done Argo, oh, Film of the Year. Come on, let's take a look here. Uh, he's he done The Town. Yeah, uh, well, er- Geely. Um, yes, Same year as Daredevil, to be fair. Yeah, so again, 10 years ago. So he had a bad year in 2005. We can all just accept that. And he had a pretty good year in 2013, which is more recent, which is a better reflection of where he is artistically, creatively, and de- actorally dramatically <laughs> did we want
3: to answer ben 's question and do rank the top three no well
1: we've ranked we've set our top it's three out of six i mean the whatever hey we what know, other we, what we, other year would we we'll able to do, talk about six comic book movies it's true, but i'm no just commit to year one commit to who's the most profitable. And we'll see, we'll revisit at Gear's End. We've got two for X-Men Apocalypse and we've got two for Marvel or Captain America Civil War. Nobody has vouched that Batman and Superman will like is a lock for the top spot, which surprised me out of all four of us, not a single person said that's definitely it. Um, and know, the Deadpool kind of gets too much hate going into it. it. I know, I guess. I guess people are just too up their own butts. I'm going to see it. I'm probably going to see it twice. Um, I mean, I don't even care. <laughs> okay,
2: last, last question comes from Aaron Backman. Uh, describe each of your first kisses vividly. And um, Skylar, you can start with this one.
1: Yes! All right. <laughs> All right. Um, We're getting personal. Takes
3: us to a journey. It was, it was a rainy April afternoon Ooh. in a car. Oh, it's like a Harlequin novel. I'm digging. I, it. I know. I sold enough of those at the bookstore to know. Uh, okay. myself and my victim.
1: Jesus Christ.
3: <laughs> we sounds
2: like the opening to Law and Order.
1: Yeah, <laughs> SVU. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Someone keep it going in the background.
1: No, <laughs> you're on your okay. own, buddy.
3: <laughs> All right. Anyway, it was very rushed in that <laughs> we were. Um... <laughs> Thank you. It was uh, very rushed in that we were feeling um, the need to express ourselves before anyone saw us or we had to rejoin a group or anything.
1: <laughs> Vividly. <laughs> and... I don't think you just know the meaning of <wha- the <wha- Oh, we're getting personable here. Everybody's sharing. You got to, you get, you get to popcorn somebody. Uh, fine. Popcorn you. Uh no. Ben hasn't said anything throughout this entire. Set. I want to go last. You want to go last. The yes, married please. guy. Well, I'm sorry. Oh, Tom's also married. Um, that's <laughs> he puts his ring to the camera. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case you didn't know, fuckhead. Uh, <laughs> it depends where your ring, huh? Where's where you're not wearing your ring today? I guess. Um, no. Uh oh. I sure hope Austin's not gonna listen to this episode. Trouble in paradise. Yeah. are <laughs> not. He's not even married yet. I guess it's still. I mean, am still engaged. Yeah. Have, did you? I guess you you bought one or like you're waiting to buy one. Right. Um,
0: yeah. Oh yes, 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 yes. i I bought one, but then I need to get one for myself or something.
1: Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. I was like, well some people buy an engagement ring which is typically like a lot cheaper than the actual wedding ring.
0: Mm. This well it came from
2: know. a bowling alley quarter machine.
1: <laughs> Are you for real? No. Oh okay. I'm
2: here. Love you. <laughs>
1: All right. Okay. Uh let's see. I was 17. We were at her house. I think we had just finished watching the movie The Perfect Stranger. Is that what it's called? Uh, where Julia Roberts plans and to get away from an abusive relationship with, uh, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on his name, uh, The Wall Street, Money Never Sleeps. Michael... Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas. Shia yes.
2: LaBeouf.
1: Yeah, yeah, well, that's the second one. But, uh, yes, so she's in this abusive relationship with that guy, and then, like, at the end of the movie, I do some cheesy line about make-a-wish at 11:11 because that's what time it was. And, like, the next day was prom, so, you know, everything was just, like, everything had the stars had aligned, for a uh, for a perfect romantic moment, and just just went for it, and seventeen year old me was very pleased with that decision. Um, I'm I was assuming she was too. I did not get pushed away. I did not uh, I did not get kicked out of her own home. So that is as vivid as you're going to get without naming names. Aaron Bachman, son of a bitch, setting us up for these very put-yourself-out-there questions, popcorn, Ben.
0: Well, uh, I am engaged, so um, all I'm going to say is that uh, my first kiss uh, went a little like this. I said, no more teachers and no more books. I got a kiss under the bleachers, hoping that no one looked. Lips like licorice, tongue like candy. Excuse me, miss, but can I get you out your panties? In the back of the car on the way to the bar, I got you on my lips at the foot of the stair with my fingers in your hair. Baby, this is it.
1: Ben, I'm going to tear your out spine
0: out. a little touch. If I had it my way, you know I'd make her say, ooh, ooh.
1: You do not get to quote 303 in order to avert a question. All right? We want no, I can do whatever I want. Ah, uh, you... You, you do not commit to this show, our fans want to know all right
0: our fans can s my d
1: oh no this is this is this Ooh-y. is uh, poo what? I said ooey. oh okay I, I think it's a pooey like poo on you you're <laughs> yeah, such a poor poo sport. such a poor you you could have made that as as bland as you really want as long as it was honest that's what we want it's just honesty that's what it we're selling to these people.
0: It was on a couch
1: after watching Dark Knight. There you go. All right. That's
0: all the detail I'm willing to give.
1: The least comic book nerdy guy was the only one I don't know about you Tom, but the only one who managed to, to 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 do do the 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 first virginal lean in after watching a comic book. Sorry, movement. what did you just call it? Because <laughs> right? it's the first. Like you, you have to make that body movement, right? You have to lean in. Mm, and, uh, not always. Well, sure, but uh, to consent, you both lean in. Um, this is okay. You know, I, I maybe haven't kissed that many women. You know me, so I don't get how that this works.
0: I was was leaning when he uh, kissed Mary
1: Jane. Yeah, I'm not consenting. All right, so. Um, Spider-Man 3, at least, because that was weird.
0: No, Spider-Man... Tobey Maguire, the first one. The only one that matters.
1: Yeah. Okay. No, wait. Yeah. No. We no, don't... That was no acting. There. That was acting. That wasn't real. <laughs> <Excuse me? laughs> that wasn't real. They were actors. No, we're talking reality, man. It's a lot of tension... Look at the, the the whatever. I'm I'm done talking to you. About oh, this. I'm
3: sure there was a lot of tension.
1: I'm digging myself a hole here. I can tell. I'm digging myself a hole for the past three minutes. Um, Tom, you're more than welcome to answer the question if you wish, but you are not bound by SMSP protocol to answer such a question.
2: Oh, I'll answer it for the for the you know for the fans. You know. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna put a little asterisk on it. I'm going to do the first kiss with my wife. Uh, Oh, that um, So, uh, my wife's name is Kate. Um, We, we grew up together pretty much, but I finally got her to date me about five years ago. I just wore her down. Um, (laughs) And, uh, back in, back before we actually started dating, we were like hanging out in a hot tub. And, you know, this is a couple years before we started dating. You guys said vivid, so I'm going to get vivid here. So we're hanging out in the hot tub, and we're just um just talking, doing whatever. And I go, we go to leave, and we're standing by my car, and I go to kiss her, and she pulls away and like runs inside. She said like her sugar, blood sugar was low, and I'm Ooh, like well, that's took a sign. A, that's a buzzkill, kill, buzz kill. <laughs> and And. Uh,
1: can I can we just be friends, but like yeah, with with it, all without ever saying those words?
2: And to same, she swears it was her blood sugar, even though she's never had one blood sugar problem since then. <laughs> uh,
3: can we be said, friends with normal blood sugar?
2: <laughs> can we be friends with no benefits um, <laughs> so, so uh about six years ago, five years ago, uh we started dating. And it was kind of like that weird, she didn't want to date me because she didn't want to lose our friendship. Uh, all that fun stuff. So
1: (laughs) sounds uber fun. (laughs) Oh yeah. It
2: was so fun for a guy. And, uh, so I, we, you know, we're like, well, let's give it a shot. So we gave it a shot and she came over to my apartment, which was on Bel Air Avenue. I was the fresh Prince of Bel Air apartment.
1: Very nice.
2: So I had that going for me. And, uh,
1: did she, she come in a cab over. and you tell him to smell you later?
2: Yeah, and I was dressed as Uncle Phil. Um, <laughs> too soon? Too soon?
1: <laughs> no. Uh,
2: <laughs> so she comes to my house, and she likes the TV show Sex and the City. And that the movie Sex and the City 2 came out. So I was like, well, I'll be nice, and I'll buy it for her. Um, totally Sweet. expecting a kiss out of it. Ooh. So I bought her the movie.
1: Because you should expect things from gifts.
2: You're welcome. (laughs) And uh, so I gave her the movie, and she goes, oh, thanks, you know. And I was like, you should probably give me a kiss before you leave since I got you that movie.
0: Oh, smooth.
2: And I was like, "Like, and it better not be, no, I love you, Grandma kiss, either. (laughs) uh, So she looks at me like, I can't believe you just said that. So she kissed me, and then... She, she's like, all right, I'll call you when I get home or whatever. And she goes to leave the door, and as soon as the door slammed, I go, hell yeah! <laughs> and then she opens the door back in, and then she goes, I heard that.
1: Oh uh, <laughs> yes, care,
2: don't care. And six years later, we're married, and we have a a little one year old. She'll be one years old next week or two Aww. weeks. Two weeks.
1: Wow, I'm so glad you went last, Tom. That was a that was a perfect little just encapsulation of all of our. All of our hesitancy, and you just dive right into it.
2: He, you, he, Aaron said vivid, so you're welcome. Yeah. That
3: was detailed and compelling.
1: Uh, you <laughs> should you should write a book about that.
2: Yeah, that,
1: that one instance. Person. Yeah, my wife oh.
2: would be the one to buy it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I will charge her out for of it. That. How dare you? I will charge
1: her. <laughs> I'd buy five copies. I'd give every one of them. <laughs> I'd uh I'd hand that shit out on first dates like this is how it's done I don't know how it's done.
2: <laughs> this is how you get out of the friend zone. That's what I'm gonna title the book.
1: Oh, very nice. All right, um, oh, that'd be odd. that title alone is a New York Times bestseller. Uh, so that's all our questions for this week's mailbag. Um, a couple two announcements. To get on our way before we close out with the outro, we hope you enjoyed this episode first of all a, a a a a gonna keep saying the same shit I've been saying for the past couple of weeks about the website. This is our last episode before we do a spring break two week off all right for two weeks you're not gonna get any episodes all right because we're gonna I'm gonna devote because Instead of taking the time on normally do to edit the episodes together. I'm going to take the time to transfer everything from superhero movie club.podbean.com to triopcop.com in a nice, orderly fashion as best I can. And hopefully, things go over smoothly in this two week period, and um, we can start, you know, getting more involved with you guys. You guys would have an easier, centralized avenue. To contact us, to look at our content, um, instead of bouncing all around iTunes and Podbean and Stitcher and Twitter and all this, like where do I go? Nonsense, bullcrap. So that's where we wouldn't want to put everything. The website is live right now, but it is not. I don't want to consider it live because it's still a playground for our web developer. Um, he is. He has been told to do whatever he wants for the sandbox. Um, and after these next two weeks, that will not be so much the case. We will timid things down. That is the plan with the website, triopcop.com. Uh that being said, also a quick announcement on the schedule, like I said, spring break spring break, two-week break. Um, so you're not gonna get another episode until April twenty-fifth. And that's going to be Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. Give everyone Ooh. enough time to watch the movie, and give the uh, the time enough to build up money stats so that we can report we, on can it.
0: Did declare the number one comic book movie 2016?
1: Yeah, that we were so freaking wrong.
0: Um, I might, I might change mine. Everyone knows yeah. Batman. Everyone knows Superman. Okay. If we're going on how. I really hope i <laughs> If we're going by how familiar the characters are, I'd like to change my answer to Batman-Superman.
1: It's just, what do you think is going to make the most money out of your opinion, Ben? Finalize your answer now. It's will going... answer, Batman
0: versus Superman.
1: Okay. One for Batman-Superman, one for X-Men Apocalypse, and two for Civil War. None for Deadpool, because we've seen how that's laid out, and we think other movies can beat it. None for Doctor Strange, and definitely none for Suicide Squad. So... That's the current schedule. Uh, we'll hopefully have the schedule on the website all the way as far as I've planned it out, um, which is currently till June 27th. That is how far the schedule is. And we'll give people a chance to just be like, well, I know a lot about uh, Electra. And I really want to be on that Electra podcast. I'm going to email slash tweet these guys. Can I really be on the Electra podcast? That's the whole purpose of making the schedule public. And so that you can watch these movies or seasons of TV or play these video games or whatever. So that you don't get any spoilers when you listen to our episodes. But if there's nothing else from the squad... Then that's yeah. going to wrap it up today, superfans. Super Movie Studies is recorded and produced by Triop Cop Productions. If you like what you hear, you get to show us your support on iTunes is the main producer of ratings. So do that. I want to thank the 32 separate entities that have rated us. I know I always bash on the people who don't, but this time, thank you. So that includes all four of us here have all put in a rating, so let's go down to 28. Um, <laughs> 28 people that aren't involved with the show um, on, a, on a pretty regular basis. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to rate um, or and or review. And yeah, do that if you haven't done it already, please. Thank you.
0: Uh, it's my responsibility at this time to pimp the website uh, trapcop.com, uh, but Michael already talked about a bunch of stuff on that, so I'm gonna pimp my own shit. Uh, follow me on Instagram, Benjamin yeah. Jack Anderson, all one word. Benjamin Jack. Anderson. I post a lot of pictures of cats and craft beer and nerdy math stuff.
3: And thank you to anyone who sent us questions via Twitter for this episode, and anyone who just. Interacts with us on Twitter in general. You can find us at
1: Super M Studies, and keep it up. Yeah, because Twitter Tom's here. Yeah, yay! Hey. Oh, uh, Twitter Tom, would you like to um, pitch your daughter's birthday? Uh, give hand out your your home address so that people can mail you presents for oh, okay. one year.
2: <laughs> uh, yes, my, my daughter was born April 5th of last year after 28 hours of labor. Oh, what you guys oh, are all boy. thinking, my back was killing sitting in that chair that whole time. <laughs> uh, oh, so I'm God. okay. I'm okay. <laughs> my, poor thing. My wife, uh, she ended up getting Bell's palsy because of pregnancy, but she's fine now. Um, so, yeah, she was an Easter baby last year. So, yeah, feel free to. Send uh, happy birthdays to our Twitter feed. Um, give me a call. My number is 911. <laughs> uh, yeah, our address is on the Twitter page. Um, it's in the negative zone. Uh, but, yeah, if you want to send me happy birthdays or happy birthdays, her name's Hayden, H-A-Y-D-E-N. Uh, it'd be much appreciated. Um, so, And I'll be able to show that to her when she's older, and I'll tell her how much of a nerd her dad, her dad is. Uh, so, so yeah. So yeah, thanks for listening to us guys.
1: Tom, you might just be the most adorable person on this planet. Oh shucks. <laughs> <laughs> so that's gonna do it today. I'm your host, Michael Maurer, James Kaylor Houtsma. Ben Anderson. And
2: Twitter Tom.
1: And I hope you all
0: have a super
1: three weeks! Woo! Bye. <laughs> It's your birthday to me
0: Hayden! It's your birthday today, Hayden! Day.
2: Rock and roll and celebrate, Celebrate you lose well. control and you cut the cake, cut That the cake. night is yours,
1: destiny awaits, oh, wait so with share me. with your... Closest mates It's your birthday.